Okie dokie. So we have a couple of very interesting guests today. Tell me who is coming in to talk to us about what? Our usual usual guests. Um, So we're talking with... um, Put your teeth back in, come on. Pull yourself together. We need to get a fake doorbell. We need to get a fake doorbell. Oh, we should. One of those ring doorbells. Yeah, that'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? I think that our ring doorbell, it rings, and then the little Google thing goes, someone's at tour. Yeah, my brother. I don't know where it's got his northern accent from. We've got some very special guests from Great Lengths today. Um, we've got James Henderson, who is the Great Lengths Global Charity Ambassador um, and also the uh, owner of M Hair in Nottingham. And joining him is an even more special guest from the Little Princess Trust, uh, which is a fantastic charity. That's we've, So we've got Phil Brace, who is the CEO of the Little Princess Trust. And together they're just telling us about how they kind of came to work, start working together and how um, Great Lengths is donating hair. Yes, because Little Princess Trust. Charity. Yes, Little Princess Trust makes wigs for children who have suffered because, hair loss through cancer yeah. treatment. A very so, worthy cause. Yeah, very interesting. So we will have a chat and see how we can get involved. Yeah, definitely. Bring them in. <laughs> Bring them in. Okay, so I'm Phil Brace. I'm the chief exec of the Little Princess Trust. The Little Princess Trust is a charity that was set up in 2006 with the view to providing wigs free of charge to children and young adults, young people suffering hair loss due to their cancer treatment. There was a a real purpose to this. It was set up by Wendy and Simon who uh, lost their daughter, tragically lost their daughter to cancer in 2005. And it was their experience of not being able to source a wig when young Hannah lost her hair. And they realised how traumatic that was for Hannah. But when they did eventually find a wig, which wasn't through an NHS provision, when they did find a wig, they were able to see the significant difference it had on Hannah, on her personality, her confidence. And, and since that date, if we fast forward to where we are today, so that was 2006 when we started. In the first year, we provided 36 wigs. It wow. seems such a simple premise, but yeah. you have 36 wigs in its first year. This year, we will provide just short of 2,000 wigs. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Have you and been involved from the start, Phil? Uh, I haven't been involved in the st- from the start. Mm-hmm. I, I knew Wendy and Simon... Um, and I got involved in 2014 as okay. a trustee for the charity. Right. Um, I was just, I, I, I had my own business. I was mm-hmm. selling my business and um, I suppose was looking for something good to do. Yeah. Um, and I got involved as a trustee first and then I was very fortunate enough to, uh, well, I applied for the position of chief, chief exec in 2018 and I was fortunate, fortunate wow. enough to get it. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. It's yeah, fantastic. fantastic. It must Brilliant. be so rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that sounds like a cliche, isn't it? When, no, yeah, you know, I know, but we, we, that we, is really is rewarding, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it <laughs> so is. It so is. It really is, yeah. Mm. So, so, yeah, and I think just going back to Little Princess Trust, what we're about, so, yes, we've progressed with regards to the number of wigs that we now provide. Mm-hmm. Um but it was 2016 when we were able to start 
uh, funding cancer research as well, children's cancer research. So we now give grants to the research institutes, the, uh, the university hospitals that are out there, um, and we're now one of the largest funders of children's cancer research in the UK, so we have a significant part to play with not just um, giving the children and the young people a wig, hair, uh, but also giving them hope and yeah. uh, so investing very much in the future so we can one day hopefully eradicate this uh, awful disease. Yeah. yeah. And James, welcome to the, to the podcast also. <laughs> so James, is this, you're a hairdresser. Um, yeah. By, well, I, when I say hairdresser by trade, I think people are born hairdressers. You, you seem to be a particular mindset and particular personality. So yeah. nice to see you. You're here with great lengths, but you are a hairdresser as, um, as, as a person. Is it traditionally difficult to get wigs for children? Is that something that sort of historically, going back 10, 20 years, is, were people not making them for children? Or was it really that, that the NHS hadn't seen that there was a need to provide them? Well, I mean, the, th- the thing with me is, I mean, predominantly my forte really is hair extensions. So, you know, I've been doing hair extensions for about 25 years and various companies over the years I've worked with. But the, um, the most recent one is Great Lengths. And, you know, the, when I started using their extensions back in about 2014, I was so impressed with the, the quality of the hair um, when the hair was removed. Um, and, you know, ordinarily that would be thrown away and I was aware of the Little Princess Trust Mm -hmm. and really I just came up with the idea of you know donating this hair to the charity um, so they could you know use it to to produce wigs that 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 they needed and that's kind of how it started just with an idea and then there was kind of lots of work involved with speaking to the charity and explaining the origins of the hair and how it differs from other brands and that's kind of how it all started. And Great Lengths uses natural hair. Yeah, so all their hairs, um, it's 100% human hair, um, and it's all ethically sourced as well. So um, the hair that they use is from Indian temples, which is donated uh, as part of a religious ceremony to the temple. Um, So it's all given willingly, um, and then Great Lengths basically put money into um, funding hospitals and the local community and things like that. Um, and then the hair is sent directly to Great Lengths and then it's processed in Italy. So there's no um, middlemen involved in it, there's no supply chain. And, and because of that, they, they can guarantee the, the hair is 100% human. Um, yeah. Because the, the problem we've got, um, the trade in hair is completely unregulated. So to call a product real hair, it only has to actually contain about 5% human hair. Phil, is there, where, is, where are the wigs made? Is it because okay. you're a UK-born com- company yeah, uh, or charity? Are. Yeah, charity, absolutely. I think just, if I just go back a little bit, Nikki, one of the questions you asked was um, uh, with regards to wigs, what were the, what's the availability of wigs in the yeah. UK for children? Yeah. And um, certainly when the charity started, there was, there was pretty much zero availability for children. You could get an adult wig, but you couldn't get a child wig. So um, it was going back again, very similar in time to the timeline that um, James has just talked about. Um, 20, oh, early uh, 2010, 2011, uh, we started manufacturing our own wigs. So clearly we need a hair source. 
So our hair originally came from um, salons up and down the country, uh, yeah. like James's, where they can actually donate uh, hair to us, which we make into the wigs. Um, so we were able to make our own wigs. And Wendy herself, she specified the wigs uh, and ensured they were child-friendly, they were adjustable, they were light in weight, they were the correct sizes. We had a variety of sizes, very child-specific. So we created a product which was very, very specific for children and young people. Um, and then the hair, of course, is, um, as I say, what um, James is just alluding to is that what great lengths can do is they can help us with the, great, the longer lengths. We, have, we collect hair from all over the country um, and actually we now get hair from 112 different countries donated to us. Uh, but our, our, our larger requirement is for long hair. So we're always in need of the longer hair. Uh, and that's where, as I said, where James was really able to, uh, to help us. That must have really transformed the, the trust then, I guess, when Great Lens got involved. It must have really kind of opened up the amount of hair that you were... Well, the very fact that... I mean, James is... Um, he'll always be very understated in the way he talks about his <laughs> role. Um, it wasn't just about the supply of hair. Yeah. Um, clearly, James saw an opportunity, very entrepreneurially, how he could help, how his organisation could help a charity such as ours. What James has done as well is he's raised the profile, uh, and that's as significant. Yes. So we're, we're a charity. We're a small charity. There, um, there are less than 20 staff working here, and seven of those are part-time. So that's, that's a small organisation, bearing in mind we're actually managing quite a big operation as well as the yeah, fundraising absolutely. aspects and the charitable aspects. We don't have a single paid fundraiser. So when James takes that message to... Uh, the brand that is Great Lengths and as mm -hmm. he's just said 60 countries and uh, across the network of salons in the UK it raises the profile and that in turn motivates and mobilizes the next fundraiser and that's mm -hmm. how our income comes so yeah. James has been instrumental in not just helping with hair but helping with raise profile and raise income as well so just shows um, the value of these partnerships and I guess oh they're so important they're yeah, so absolutely. important they really are and we so value them we really do mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, James, you coordinate or, or you, you share the message and you get other people involved. What's generally the, the response? Is it easy to get people interested? I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of calls for charity out there and a lot of great yeah. causes. How do you find? Um, it's education. That's the thing. I mean, my kind of um, goal, if you like, would be to get a very high percentage of all of the Great Lent Salons um, donating the extensions. Um, we've got um, 40,000 Great Lent Salons globally. So, you know, the potential is, is immense. Um, at the moment, it's still quite a low number of salons um, in the UK and Ireland that are actually regularly donating the hair. So... Why is it's, that? Is it quite an involved procedure? It's, it's not. It's just, it's, um, it's, it's changing the habit of, of what you do when you remove extensions because right. the removal process, ordinarily, you remove an extension, you throw it on the floor, you sweep it up and you put it in the bin. Yeah. So the only thing really that needs to change is um, when the hair's removed, instead of throwing it on the floor, um, you have a hair holder which you place the hair on and then it's 
bundled up after and then it's sent back to great lengths mm-hmm. um it's a simple process but it's just getting the stylist in the habit of doing it so almost yeah. like recycling in a way basically yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 so i mean it's it's We've done um, we've done video how to videos um, through Great Lengths, um, post them out to the salons, um, but I think it almost kind of almost needs to get to a stage where the clients are kind of almost asking the stylist to donate yeah, the hair. To do yes. So you know, so that's yeah, we need point. to kind of turn it round. So we can't really rely on the stylist saying, you know, this is what we're going to do. You know, the, the, the consumer has to say, I want to donate my hair after to the Little mm-hmm. Princess Trust. Yeah, almost at, the point of, almost at the point of sale, you know, when, when the yeah. hair's applied, that's the point of saying, yeah. what, what are we going to do, you know, on the next bit of the yeah, journey? that's do, right. Yeah. Does it have to be separated into colours, though? Do they ha- is, it, is it onerous because you have to, to um, you know, do a head at a time? Or can yeah. they create a big bundle? We want the hair separated, so it uh, helps with the processing. So, um, But again, you know, it's, it's a simple process. I mean, um, sometimes when you're doing a, an extension client, you might have four, five, six different colours in the hair. Um, but it's just as easy uh, if you have a hair holder to put them all together or into separate bundles. Yeah, right. So it's not any, it doesn't take any longer um it's quite a simple process to do it's as i say it's just getting them in, into the routine of doing it's it it's a mindset isn't it yeah and it's kind of um with 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 great lengths it's a premium product so you know people are paying a lot of money for this um and i think yep. you know for them to feel that it's not just a wasted after yeah. and it's actually doing something good it's makes them feel better as well yeah. you know so it's a really it's, good news because i think yeah. you know the little princess trust over the years has built up i believe anyway a, a big awareness in the uk hairdressing industry for donating you know your plait but when you mm. get your hair cut and, and you've had some great and you still do have some great ambassadors i don't know the likes of andrew barton who raise awareness but i think it's really interesting what you're saying james to get that shifted across to the added hair market yeah. and, sh- and getting that message forward now especially in order to get the longer lengths yeah i mean the, the, the good thing is you know part of the processing with great lengths is they actually sort the hair and and remove any short strands from the <laughs> hair so all the hair that uh, they use it's it's all double drawn so it's nice and thick from the root to the tip so that sort of hair is 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 gold really mm-hmm. um, for, for wig making so you know that's kind of um the, the beauty the beauty of it really so mm-hmm. we just need to get more people donating and 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 you know the more the more salons that are into it it won't it'll help with the extension um donations but also it'll help with um awareness for the charity so they'll start you know the salons that aren't donating you know hair that's not extensions will also start doing that and hopefully fundraising and everything so there's there's a, the big growth potential with the whole the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, no, for sure. I, I'd, I'd just say the, what the hair industry can do, the salon industry can do for us is phenomenal um, because it's a, we, we, we're very um, aligned in what we do with the um, salon industry and the beauty mm-hmm. industry. And so there's a perfect fit there. But the, you know, when, when um, James starts talking about these numbers, 40,000 uh, great length salons globally, you know, if, goodness me, if we could get a culture shift 
and get every salon starting to think about, you know, mm. these long hair donations and what they could do for us to make the wigs, but equally what they could do with regards to fundraising and supporting us and raising profile. So it's just a culture shift. And also, you know, there is no planet B. And when we talk about, you know, the, the hair donations that are sat on the floor in the salons and the great lengths extensions, that becomes a waste product. Well, we, we don't like to use the word waste at all at Little Princess Trust. We'd like to make sure that we're recycling everything. We're environmentally friendly, conscious mm -hmm. in everything we do. But this is a great environmental message um, to all of these salons as well is, you know, just try and avoid waste. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. How, how has the charity been um, kind of affected then by the current climate? Because obviously, have you still been able to make the wigs? Have you still been able to accept, you know, the hair? How, how has okay, so in lockdown one and lockdown two, um, mm. we, we had to stop taking hair donations. Right. So uh, with a clear government guidance to be at home, to stay mm -hmm. at home, yeah. um, we had to shift all our staff to home working. Right. Now, I think one thing I would like to say is actually how innovative the team here were. Um, we needed to continually provide a service to yeah, young people and children um, suffering hair loss due to cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So um, the guys in our wig referral team came up with a virtual fitting um, solution. Oh, amazing. So as opposed to sending them out to the network of salons who generally would fit the wigs and do the consultations for us, uh, we used a fewer amount of salons who were able to provide a virtual consultation first and foremost, and that would be followed up with a virtual fitting. So the actual wig that was selected, colour, length, size, etc., would be sat on a mannequin while the stylist styled, cut and prepared the wig whilst the recipient of the wig was able to watch over a virtual session. Um, oh, and then we, we, we then sent those, um, those wigs out. I just think it's one of the most innovative things that we've seen in Absolutely, the charity sector yeah. during COVID. I think it's a real success story. So, you know, <laughs> it's been said before, um, cancer hasn't stopped the COVID. Um, and we didn't. And we were still able to keep our numbers up uh, at the same level as they were pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, the big challenge for the charity sector, of course, is income. Well, that's and, it, yeah. And you've seen and you've read the, the horrific headlines of some of the, you know, the country's most significant charities, which have been so affected with income, um, down as much as 30, 40, 50%, and that's their projection for the next 12 months. And they're unable mm. to continue to operate as they would have done prior to COVID. For the mm. Little Princess Trust, we had that in, in, initial negative um, but we've actually recovered really mm -hmm. well. So our, our income is strong. We're still able to achieve our charitable objectives. We're working hard. We're working innovatively. We're working from home. Um, we're still getting our message out there and, and we're okay. We're, we're in a good place. So for people um, listening to this who want to get involved, obviously there's, so for great lengths salons listening to this, we have James who is particularly uh, that, you know sort of guiding shepherding people towards you for that for other people what's the best way of getting in touch um should we hand out james's phone number or is there somewhere <laughs> that they can go to download information or request an information pack how can people get involved who listen to this our listeners all being hair professionals okay well certainly hair professionals first and foremost is i urge you um uh, to contact the little princess trust go on our website um, and if it's a great lens um, uh, hair donation um, from an extension, then James is an ambassador for the charity now, and 
there's not a lot he doesn't know about the hair <laughs> extension market. Um, yeah. And yeah, he, he'd be a, a point of contact as well. Actually, we entered into a, um, just recently, and we haven't actually launched this yet. So we've been talking through James to great lengths and we've created uh, what is a 16 page small printed brochure which we're going to be sending out to all the great length salons across the UK. And that gives an awful lot of um, answers to a lot of those questions as to how you can, how you can help, how you can get involved. Um, equally, um, shamelessly advertising yeah. uh, <laughs> a new fundraising pack, which is full of goodies. Um, yeah. yeah, again, if you go on the Little Princess Trust website and just Google Little Princess Trust, you'll soon yeah. find us. Yeah. Um, we'll put it in yeah. the notes that go with this podcast as well. We'll put both your your um, contacts and, and the relevant websites on there. So how is it going to work with the international growth then? Are, are people still going to be sending donations into the UK or are you going to start setting satellite manufacturing and satellite Little Princess hubs? Uh, and will James have a network of great lengths European contacts? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, um, the um, the way it's working at the moment is each country will send the hair back to their distributor right. and then their distributor will then send it on to Little Princess Trust. So that's kind of how it's going to work. Um, so I think Phil will... Um, already already uh, tell you that they, they, you've already moved into um, other countries as well so we just hopefully this has just been launched um, Great Lengths have just opened up a new global website so this collaboration is on um, their global website now as well mm-hmm. so um, all their marketing in regards to aftercare leaflets which you know every client should have has also got the collaboration on the aftercare leaflets as well um so it's the message is getting out there but yeah at the moment it will just go back to the distributor and then on to the little princess trust yeah how important i think speaking more broadly about you know a charity as opposed to specifically with the little princess trust um how important do you think to have that kind of focus for your brand as well is is it to salons is that for me or phil yeah for you (laughs) james yeah (laughs) Sorry, just repeat the question. So, again. how how important do you think yeah. it is to have a kind of charity focus, and does it bring the teams together? You know, yeah, do, I mean, do it's, 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 charity it, events and things like that. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great thing to be part of. You know, I mean, it, the whole the whole um, collaboration it's 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 positive from every angle because yeah. it's obviously great for the salon to be parts of a, a charity. It's 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 fantastic for great lengths. For their profile, it's great for, for the Little Princess Trust profile. So everybody's kind of a winner, really. There's no kind of losers in this, you know. It's, no. it's just a great thing for us all to be part of. Um, you know, it's a real feel-good kind of factor. Uh, and as I said before, you know, it, it makes the client feel more justified in, in spending, a, a, you yeah. know, a lot of money on the hair to think that, you know, it's, it's not just for, you know, it's vanity. It's actually yeah. doing something good after you know and yeah and 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 the green um sustainable aspect of it i think is really interesting because that's really um very much the mood of of Mm. well not the mood at the moment hopefully the mood going forward as well um is people want to do that can i just ask uh phil so the name little princess trust clearly comes from the story of 
the family who set it up. But presumably you do look after children, both girls and boys. Yeah, we do. Do you know, it's a really good question because um, the, it, it almost defines us, the Little Princess Trust. Our little princess was Hannah. We, you know, we sadly yes. lost Hannah in 2005. But we, we absolutely provide wigs across the genders uh, and, and again, through all the races as well. So, um, yes, so we're an inclusive charity who will provide to anybody who needs our service. Right, and create something. Good. Excellent. I think that's just about our time, yeah, isn't it, Lauren? So it was, thank yeah. you so thank much you. for really sharing that with us. Yeah, and I think a really interesting thing, you know, this, we're talking to you at the time of a second lockdown in England anyway, um, so that is another thing that people can get involved with and use some of this sort of um, lighter workload time, if you like, to pay attention to what your salon does and change their habits. Yeah, change the habits, talk to the team, Mm -hmm. talk about how you can get clients involved and aware. And as you've said, Phil, really important that it is donating hair real hair as as it's cut or extensions as they're removed but equally the fundraising so absolutely a really good cause to to get your team behind we know hairdressers love to support causes and have done some very fantastic fundraising for lots of things over the years so little princess trust gets our vote for this christmas definitely (laughs) thanks so much for joining us guys thank you thank Thank you you so much thanks a lot cheers Thank you to our guests, James Henderson and Phil Brace. That was a really enlightening chat and such a good thing for everyone to get involved with, with donating hair. Real feel-good charity. And fundraising, it's really important. Gosh, charities have had such a tough time this year. We really must Mm -hmm. remember that. If you enjoyed listening to our conversation, do check out the other Respectfully podcasts on our site, respectyou.me. You're sure to find something there that takes your fancy. And don't forget to rate and review us in the charts when you've had a listen, as it helps drive numbers and audience to us and put hairdressing podcasts on the radar. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.